Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. We're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up a lot. But we have been called to a mighty work, motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mamas is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to the Faith Mamas Podcast. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome to today's episode of the Faith Mamas Podcast. We're so excited that you chose to tune in. And right now, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Dominique, who's going to tell us a little bit about the topic we're digging into today. You guys, I am so excited that we are continuing our series on breaking free from self-sabotage. If you are anything like me, you're like, yes, I need to break free from the self-sabotaging behaviors in my life. I'm ready to be free. And you guys, we are in for a treat because today... We have Rita Levanchi with us, and she is amazing. I follow her Instagram, and she really talks about breaking free from those self-sabotaging behaviors surrounding food, y'all. You heard me. I know. Just breathe. Take it all in. We're, gonna, we're getting ready for this journey. It's going to be amazing. So, Rita, welcome to the show. Thank you. It is so good to be here with you, Faith Mamas. I'm honored to be here. All right. Well, we are going to continue on with the show, and I can't wait to hear more from Rita. But first, I'm going to kick it over to my sister, Janice, for the Mom Life Roll Call. Uh, So for those who are maybe listening to the show for the first time, the Mom Life Roll Call is a portion of our show where we as mamas share our stories about our children. Or if you're not a mom, you might share a story about a niece, nephew, or just a child in the neighborhood. We put them on blast, and we talk about how they may have made us cry or want to scream or just hug them. It's all about mom life. It's all about knowing that we're not, you're not alone. We stand together with our wonderful stories about these blessings that God has given us. So now that we've already got that out of the way, let's get to the fun part. Does anyone have a mom life moment that they would love to share? I know there's some out there. You guys, are, we're, we're recording the show one. you know, um, it's funny. We're social distancing, but we're still in the house with our kids. Praise the Lord. So I know you guys have some moments. Oh, you guys, I have to share mine. So I have a mommy moment. And it is currently, what is it, March? So you guys are hearing this um, a little bit later than March. But we are in the thick of social distancing. And when you're hearing this, I don't know if we'll still be social distancing. We shall see. Um, But let me tell you what it looks like over here. I have three boys. Let me, let's just. Three boys. I mean, yes, I have a little girl, but I have three boys in the midst of social distancing. And they are like going crazy. (laughs) And so the first day of this funness, I don't know what happened, but my children, all of my boys decide that they want to make like um, a dog pile on top of one another. But the person at the bottom of the dog pile is the three-year-old. Like, why is the baby at the bottom of this pile? And then he stands up because he's crying and he like throws his brothers off the dog pile. The six-year-old who is at the top of this dog pile hits the floor and he cries. And I'm thinking to myself, you're the biggest kid 
sir, first of all, why are you at the top of this pile? So I don't know if anybody else is having these fun um, adventures during social distancing, but that's what it looks like with three boys. And my little girl is on the outside of this dog pile just looking in like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So mom life. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. I, I have a quick one too. <laughs> it's really quick. But uh, so yes, social distancing. We pulled our daughter, who will be four in, oh gosh, 11 days, uh, out of preschool. So she's been home with us for two weeks, which has been an interesting transition, working from home and parenting and all that all the time. (laughs) So she got in trouble for not being the best listener. And so she was sent upstairs to her room for a quick, you know, little time out. My husband and I are downstairs, like kind of like listening to what's happening upstairs. <laughs> and all of a sudden we hear her go, Jesus, please help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, that's the right thing to do. <laughs> she, was, she was calling on Jesus because she got in trouble. <laughs> hey, at least she knows who to call. at least she knows who to call man mom life well you guys mom life always sets up the show for just fun and excitement and laughter um and i'm just excited to get into all of that with you guys so this series is all about breaking free from self-sabotage in romans 7 15 paul says i do not understand what i do for what i want to do i do not do but I, what I hate doing, I do. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt trapped by behaviors you don't even know why you're doing, yet you find yourself doing them? So often we can live in self-sabotaging patterns of drug addictions, food addictions, self-harm, sex addictions, perfectionism, people-pleasing. These patterns can feel like chains holding us to hopelessness that just produces the same outcomes in our life. But God desires to break us free from self-sabotage. And today, we have the privilege of talking with Rita Levanchu. Rita is not status quo. She has struggled with her own eating disorders, trying fad diets and excessive exercise to feel better about herself, which left her feeling sad and lonely. This led her to incorporate her love of God through Jesus Christ into a solution that addresses the heart, mind, and body which is called the Graceful Weight Loss Approach. Today, Rita, with kind and caring expert guidance, offers a non-traditional faith-based path to weight loss and health, providing sustainable weight loss guidance, mindset renewal, and a graceful spiritual approach to living a happy, balanced life. Experience success, maybe for the first time, learning real-life strategies to weight loss and vibrant health, Rita gets fired up seeing people live their best lives. You will love getting your life back. So I am so excited to have Rita here. And I know you guys are like on the edge of your seats, ready for her to talk. So I'm just gonna throw the first question her way and we're gonna dig into this conversation. Rita, can you tell us about any time in your life where you've experienced like self-sabotaging behaviors and, and, what did you do about it? 
Oh my gosh, girl, that scripture that you read, <laughs> that's what I asked myself for years and years. So it all started back when I was a chubby child. After that, I became an undiagnosed anorexic in nursing school who God miraculously delivered by the love of a man who has been my husband for a long, long time. He loved me as much as any human man can, in addition to the love of God and my continued maturity with God. I was able to break free from that anorexia without professional intervention, but it left me a chronic yo-yo dieter for years, actually decades, Dominique. Despite my strong relationship with God through the redemption of Jesus Christ, I couldn't seem to control my eating and sustain weight loss, just like that scripture talks about. Through the years, weight loss occurred while doing various restrictive diets. I can't even remember all the diets I've tried. Low sugar, low fat, low calorie, low carb. Actually, I did that one three times. Um, but by the third time, I couldn't go into ketosis anymore. It had screwed up with my metabolism. But I tried every diet that came along that seemed to be helping people lose weight. And you know what? I lost weight while white-knuckling, striving, trying, depriving, and restricting. But my life was consumed with this effort, which was never sustainable. Um, and then it was time to repent, right, and buckle down again to restrict food again on the next new diet. And Dominique, I sought God. I was a strong Christian. I prayed. I read scripture. I claimed biblical promises. I dedicated my weight loss endeavor to the Lord. I attempted to do with his power and not my own strength. I repented. I did everything that I could think of as a Christian to do to access God's power. But my weight loss struggles persisted. Why was this happening? Thoughts ran through my mind. I mean, it struck me at the very essence of who I was as a Christian woman. Was I not a competent Christian? Was I missing something in my walk with the Lord? Didn't I have enough faith? Or perhaps God just wanted me to stay this way. Or, and this was the most dangerous, was God not the all-powerful God that I thought he was? So this physical stronghold played with my mind and my heart because they're intertwined, right? We can't have one without the other. They are intertwined. And after years of yo-yo dieting, I finally reached a new desperation and quite possibly a place of no return. I absolutely could not continue with this dieting insanity any longer. Was I to give up? Or was there a solution from God that I hadn't discovered yet? I went in search of answers and I found them. Because God always has answers if we continue to seek and, and you know, be in close relationship with him. I think when you were talking, I found myself in your story. And not my two years ago self, my yesterday self, <laughs> my yesterday self. And I don't know, Janice and, and, and Rye, if you guys um, kind of found yourself there, but just the whole concept of, you know, dieting and, and, and stopping and like, oh, why can't I control this? And, you know, and a lot of times I think that we don't realize that it is chipping away at 
our essence, as you say, as a Christian woman and our faith and, you know, our belief. And I, I'll be honest, I'm going to be really vulnerable right now, but like after having like multiple children, I really have entered a place of hopelessness when it comes to this. I'm like, well, I had all these kids. I'm just gonna, this is, I just, this is what it is. It is what it is. And I think it's just a hopelessness that you enter into for fear that you don't want to, you don't want to say, well, God's not almighty. So then mm-hmm. instead you just like, oh, well, it just must be me. I just quit. And so yeah. I'm personally glad we're talking about this because this is like me right now. But um, uh, I know Jernice, I think Jernice has the first question. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to her with the first question because we definitely want to get to what you did. I mean, Jernice, I hope that's your, <laughs> I hope that's your question. Like, what did you do? <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing else to ask at this moment. I'm like, so tell us, what did you do? Because I've been that person, like, you know, I'm listening to what you're saying, Rita, and I've been the, I've tried, like a year ago was keto. I recently had been like, oh, let me do some intermittent fasting. And then it's like, oh, let me work out. Can I be honest, Rita? Don't care for working out, but I know it's important. But I'm not like the gym person, like, oh, go, go, go. Like, and so I find myself with what you were saying, I'm up and down. So one minute I'm like, yes, I'm going next minute, which is normally like a week later. It's like, mm, you know, I'm trying to find ways to cheat, <laughs> which is not yeah. good, but I am. I'm trying to find ways yeah. to, to like enjoy life. But I do want to know what was it that you did? Because I'm sitting here like, I have to hear what she did because I've tried some of those things and they're not, they don't last. They're not lasting. They're right. Not lasting. Right. Yeah, so the answers that I found were quite surprising, and yet they resonated. God has provided these answers all along, but the diet culture zealously shouts its message so loud now that God's way is barely heard. If we want to lose weight, all we think to do is go on another restrictive diet. But that's not really God's way. And you know, it, it resonates with the scripture in Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, where it says, where there's no vision, the people perish. And I really believe that's what's happening right now. 95% of dieters fail. They gain their weight back in a very short time. A dieter will try to diet four to five times in a year. So obviously something is not working. And so here's the thing, God's weight loss path for us is no different than our walk with him because in fact, it is part of our walk with him. And so um, here's how we do it. We access God's grace. With God's grace, we come to this weight loss path just as we are and he gently leads us with his grace. And so with the approach I'm recommending, we talk about the heart, we talk about the mind, we talk about the body because it's all interwoven together. We refresh the heart because that's really where the, the, the foundation is. And as we've, we've said here, this, this struggle actually chips away at who we are as a Christian woman. So um, we begin to get back into that identity of Christ that he's given us. And, and instead of beating ourselves up and shaming ourselves and thinking we're a failure, we, we access his grace and we allow him to teach us what it is we need to know. And then we tweak and we go on again. 
And I found as a Christian woman whose who's heart was affected by this stronghold, I found that I began to play small. I, I kind of lost a vision of who God might have created me to do. What was my purpose and my destiny? So much of my mental energy was tied up in, in um, handling this food. And so that's what we do in the heart. And then the mind, we know in the, in the word, God tells us to renew our mind. And I think as Christian women, we do do that. But here's the thing. There's a gazillion thoughts that go through our brain in a day. I have found a way to become more aware of my thoughts so that I can capture them and correct them. Because here's the thing, there are facts in the world, right? Unchangeable things. But we all think we have thoughts about those facts uniquely. Probably none of us thinks about a certain fact in the very same way. Well, how we think about something then generates emotions. Emotions will then cause us to act or not act in a certain way which then gives us our results. So it's very important to become more aware of our thoughts and, and change them. So when we're talking about the mind, that's what we do. And talking about self-sabotaging, you know, here I was all these years thinking, I don't have enough willpower. I don't have enough discipline. I'm not utilizing God's power because I keep eating when I don't want to eat right? Here's a little secret. Restrictive diets cause our brain to work in the way God created it to work. What we've done is we've told our brain that our body is starving. And so God has set up a mechanism in our brain to to keep us from starving, right? So what happens when we restrict our diet is the body says, I'm starving. The brain kicks in with its instinctual, habitual, automatic habit to go find food. It becomes a, a, a drive, right? It's an instinctual drive to keep the body alive. It doesn't know we're just trying to lose a few pounds. It thinks we are literally starving. So have you ever had that time where you're eating, 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 and you're thinking to yourself, I got to stop. I got to stop. I don't know why I'm eating. It is the way our brain is set up for survival. It is a survival drive that is um, causing you to eat. I think some people can resonate with what you're talking about as well. If you've gone through um, childhood where maybe you didn't eat as much or there was times where you didn't have enough food. And then when you grow up, you have these thoughts like, oh my gosh, I don't know. It almost is like it sticks around. Like, I don't know when my next meal is going to come. What you're saying is so true. Like those biological mechanisms in our brains and and they stick around for longer than you you really want them to. (laughs) Yeah. And, and the thing is God knew that we would have a gazillion thoughts a day. So he actually caused our brain to, to, farm some some habits so that we didn't have to think about things all the time and that's that's what's happening with your example is you set a habit in place that served you then but it doesn't serve you anymore 
But the good news is there's a ways to get over that. Um, but one thing you have to do is give your body adequate food, which might seem contraindicated when you're trying to lose weight, but there's a way to do that because now we can actually go on to the third area. We've talked about the heart, right? We've talked about the mind. So now we come down to the body. This is like news. This is like new news to some people, and I can hardly believe it. I've talked to some women just, you know, uh, spontaneously might be having a conversation and about weight loss, and I'll, I will say, eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll try that. That shouldn't be new news, right? That's the way God created us. But guess what? The restrictive dieting that we've done in the years past has also desensitized those God-given cues. So see, a lot of this self-sabotage over dieting happens because we have tried to do it man's way. It's through grace that we can rest and we can, um, you know, change and do. That's how God's led us in our Christian walk all along, right? We come just as we are and he changes us. The same thing is in weight loss. You come as you are with your own, your own desires, your own needs, your own lifestyle. And, and, and change accordingly as you begin to come aware of some of these things that I'm introducing today. That is so, 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 so good. And whew, this whole conversation is extremely personal to me because uh, I have struggled with weight my entire life, um, my entire life when I have a very vivid memory of when I, I used to dance and when I was 14 years old. Yeah, I was I was a chubby kid and I did ballet and tap and jazz and all these things. And after a ballet class one day, my teacher pulled my mom aside and she said, you know, if she wants to get serious about ballet, she really needs to lose weight and you need to take her to Weight Watchers. Yeah. <laughs> and that broke me, <laughs> broke me. And I mean, I'm 34 years old and I still have that like such vivid memory. And after that, I developed um, bulimia. Uh, yep. At 14, um, yep. I would eat and just purge and eat and purge. And um, we were at a family gathering one time and my, my cousin found me in the bathroom purging and she told on me and my parents stepped in and they were like, okay, this is not healthy. Like we have got to do something about this. Um, mm -hmm. So everything that you're saying, I completely relate to because I have lived it. And um, the thing that really uh, stood out to me a lot was about you know, uh, going back to the mind and um, how our emotions play such a big role um, in that. Because I know for me, like in the past, um, and sometimes now, I'll be honest, sometimes I still do it. But like, if I feel like crap, I will eat like crap. I will right. just put whatever garbage in my body based on like how I feel. And um, so I wanted to ask you, like, what kind of like, were there any scriptures or are there any scriptures or, you know, is there a, a word that you go to when you're trying to, um, you know, retrain your mind or re, re, uh, renew your thoughts when those like emotions kind of take over and you want to do that self-sabotage and just like eat, you know, all the, all the stuff that, you know, you shouldn't be putting in your body. Through the years, you know, I've been at this a lot of years. A lot of scriptures have, have been dear to me. 
Um, the one that I think resonates with what you say and, and what I still think about is that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. And the scripture says, I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. And so for me, I realized as I was in the midst of this, there is a disconnect. I'm not living abundantly in this area of my life. And so I'm thinking the thief is still involved and that's what kept me still seeking. There has to be an answer. And um, so in, in more specifically to what you're asking, I actually have a, a tool that I help my ladies to use where, where when they become aware that they're having a thought that might not be serving them, and quite frankly, sometimes it gets down to an emotion they feel before they realize that my thoughts must be messed up, right? So like for a dieter, um, you know, you might, you might realize you're heading to the refrigerator to go graze or the pantry or whatever. And so you, you realize that that is an action and, and, and you can become more aware then, well, what is the emotion driving that? Well, I'm, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm whatever, you know, it's just a, it's a, a process to become more aware. And so they can, they can fill in this tool. It starts at the top with fact. Then the next um, blank is thought. The next one is emotion. The next one is action. And the next one is result. So wherever they are, when they start feeling, you know, thinking, whatever, they can fill it into the appropriate spot and then work upward and outward to to become aware of what's going on in their mind. So like I said, with, with the action of going to the refrigerator, they might think, oh, I'm anxious. They can fill that into the um, emotion part. And then they might, they can be probably as they're thinking about it, right? They're becoming intentional about that thought. They might um, be able to identify the thought they're having. You know, I, I, I don't know how I'm going to lose this 40 pounds. That might be their thought. The fact is they have 40 pounds to lose, right? So on the thought capture um, tool, they have the fact that they have 40 pounds to lose is the fact. Their thought is, I'm never going to lose this 40 pounds. Their emotion is anxiety. Their action is they're going to the refrigerator to graze. And the result is they're not going to, they're going to gain weight or not lose weight, right? So now they filled in the whole form of that thought, thought capture. And then they can take it over and call it the thought correction, the fact remains the same at the top. I have 40 pounds to lose. But now they can think, now they have to They have to think of a thought that's a better thought to think so that they get a better emotion, so they get a better action, so they get a better result. So the, the, the thought, the corrected thought that they might think can be anything. It can be a scripture. It can be, um, it can be a baby step right? On that other side, they, they didn't know how they were going to lose 40 pounds. Well, they could correct that thought with kind of a baby step and say, I'm open to 
finding out how to lose 40 pounds. And then that can give them a better emotion. Maybe now they're optimistic and maybe then their action would be research, right? Or, and then their, their result might be a plan. That's really, 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 really helpful. I think that tool is so amazing because it really allows you to like, not just connect with your mind, but also your heart to really understand like what is happening inside of my heart that is causing me to want to go to the refrigerator and, you know, scarf down a cheesecake or, you know, what, whatever the case may be. So I, I think that that's awesome. Well, the cool thing about that tool is it's good for anything, not even, not just weight loss. And the thing about the approach that I have is this is not just about weight loss. This is about so much more. That tool can help you um, cope with what's going on in the world right now. You know, what are some facts? What are some thoughts you're having about it? What are some emotions? What, you know what I mean? So it is so valuable for, for everything. Literally, you're showing us how to take thoughts captive and mm-hmm. putting it, um, making it obedient to Christ. Like when you're talking, I'm like, she's telling us how to take our thoughts captive like, and how to make it obedient to Christ. Yeah. That is awesome. That is it's, absolutely awesome. It's very absolutely. practical. Very yeah. practical. And, you know, one of the things that I love, there's so many things I love about what you're saying. Uh, but one of the things that I loved is that you were saying, um, you talked about this process and how um, basically taught you how to access God's grace. And it's interesting because when we want to lose weight in the more yo-yo ways, we want to access his power. Often we're trying to access his power, but accessing his grace it shifts our whole mindset and it takes us on a journey as opposed to like a, I got to get this result. I got to get this result now. I got to get it now. And so it leaves us open for the journey. And I started thinking about all the things you were saying about um, our mind and all the unique nuances of our own individual journey and how it's a lot about learning our own body and learning our own cues in our own body. Um, And I started thinking about all the things that God does like that. I started thinking about tithing. I know this is weird, a weird connection, but I did because I'm like 10% looks different for everybody, right? It depends on what you have in, you know, what's like, it depends on your own unique circumstance. And so the same thing I hear with this is that, you know, with starting to learn where you are, starting to learn, you know, those cues, starting to learn how much of your eating is actually in your mind as opposed to in a body need. That's huge. Like it's like starting to learn these things. And I think about the, what you said about, I think you said 95% of dieters gain the weight back or something like that, a large percentage. And I was thinking, wow, well, I'm a part, first of all, I'm a part of the 95%. (laughs) And like how much of it is really about relearning yourself relearning who you are all the things that were dulled over time and then as moms if i must if i may say this relearning who you are now because who you were in high school is not the same and your cues are different and that that honestly has been one of the hardest things for me is learning this new body like this new you know and 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 then the shift from pregnant body nursing body And now I'm not pregnant, I'm not nursing, but I'm still eating like I am, you know, because some of those things, like even when I was pregnant, like people call it 
Um, people say, you know, you have cravings and stuff, but a lot of those cravings for me were emotional. It was strictly emotional. And so I went nine months emotionally eating and now I'm like trying to stop and it's very, very difficult. And so I know that, you know, I mean, I wish we had more time. Like I'm like, ah, I could talk to you forever. Um, but I know that, um, for a lot of moms, I guess this is my question for a lot of moms, we go through so much body transition so fast. Sometimes it's like you're pregnant, then you're nursing, then you're not pregnant, then you're pregnant again, then you're nursing again. And then you're, and so then you're left with all this weight, not only weight in your body, but all this baggage in your mind that you haven't. Mm -hmm. So for moms, new moms or um, moms of young children or not even young children, I I think this can go on for years and years and years Um, with those quick transitions. How do, what are some tips or strategies Um, that we can use to kind of get our minds back on a level playing field in order to, you know, start to know those cues that you're talking about? I would just say, come just as you are to the process. God's grace allows for this. This is how he leads. And so this is perfect. And life can be very challenging. Oh, girl, with those babies, I still remember just drawing close to him and choose his grace. Um, Just resist the call of the world of more legalistic, restrictive, hard diets. They, they, um, they cause you to get into a self-defeating cycle because of just by biology, but also in the thinking patterns and in the eating patterns. And so just resist that with, with all your heart that's from my own experience I just and that's why I have such a burden I don't want women to struggle for years and even decades like I did you know time goes so fast it's it's from one diet to the next diet to the next diet to the next diet and all of a sudden you look behind you and it's it's years that have gone by and you're still struggling with the same thing one thing that has helped me in general um is I you know I have a daughter Um, and a lot of the struggles that I went through with food and, and, um, self-sabotage and dieting and all of those things, like I want her to learn a positive self body image Mm -hmm. more than anything else, because I don't want her to go through all of the challenges and the trials that, that I experienced. And so for me, if I can teach her to have a healthy relationship with food at four years old, or, you know, I mean, really since infancy, um, then, you know, my, my prayer is that she won't have to endure, you know, some of the things that I had to, because um, I, I, I never really learned how to have a healthy relationship with food. And so, like, I just think it's so important as moms and as women for us to be able to you know, pass along to our children, whether they're daughters or sons, you know, to, to have this, to go through this process of, you know, clearing our minds and our hearts um, and our bodies of, of what we have to unlearn the unhealthy behaviors so that we pass down to our children, you know, healthy relationships with, with food. Thank you so much, Rita, for being here uh, with us today and just your boldness and transparency and you know, how God has really um, transformed your mind, heart, and body through your journey and your testimony. So we really, truly appreciate you um, taking the time to, to um, share your story with our listeners. 
Um, so if you could, Rita, please let our listeners know where they can find you on um, social media. Okay. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to have shared this information with you. But they can find me on Instagram if they do an account search for graceful weight loss. There I'll be, Rita, at Graceful Weight Loss. And also, if uh, they can join my free exclusive Facebook group called Graceful Weight Loss Path. And as soon as they join the Facebook, Facebook group, they'll be able to start on their weight loss journey. There will be a, a document there waiting called 15 Ways to Graceful Weight Loss Today. And I'd love to get to know everybody there. I don't know if anybody else just joined, but I like literally was logging on. <laughs> As Rita was saying, I'm like, graceful weight loss path. I'm going uh, to Facebook right now. Yeah, see? Yep. Hey, we got to do it. Literally, like right now. Literally. All right. Oh, I, I just got your request, Dominique. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't playing. I'm like, I'm not playing no games. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going over to Janice as we prepare to close. Absolutely. Again, Rita, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to speak with you. And if you don't mind, could you please pray us out? I would love to. Father God, I pray for the mama listening who has been looking for answers to her weight management issues, who's confused by all of the diet culture's confusing messages, who aimlessly eats when she's stressed, bored, anxious, or tired who eats in secret and who seemingly has no control over the food she eats. Lord, this mama needs your special touch of grace. She feels depressed and perhaps even hopeless. She finds it hard to fully admit this shortcoming to others. Perhaps she feels condemned and shamed. She may put on a smile to face others, but she's downcast. She may find it difficult to give herself fully to her children and to her husband. Lord, I ask you to reach out to her, take her hand, lead her to the answers she needs, refresh her heart, renew her mind, rescue her body, and restore her God-given purpose and destiny. Lord, I pray according to Jeremiah 29, 11, that she would be assured of the plans you have for her, plans for peace and not for evil plans to give her a future and a hope. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.